Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. President Biden announced that the U.S. would ban Russian oil imports. Uh, The ban, of course, will hurt the Russian economy, but it'll also have some pain here at home. So we're going to talk about those gas prices. But I want you to get some perspective in terms of how this all fits into what's happening internationally as well as locally. And so I actually want to start with something that uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, said just uh, about an hour ago in Estonia, uh, talking about the... Uh, actions of the Russians and what's happening there and how we actually get to peace. I think this is really important framing from the Secretary of State. Peaceful coexistence has two words. The first is peaceful. And Russia is doing everything in its power to make a mockery of that word through its aggression on Ukraine. So if Russia wants to engage in peaceful coexistence, which of course, in principle, we welcome... It needs to start by actually uh, making good on the word peaceful and ending the war, the aggression uh, that it is committing in Ukraine. Very strong statement by Secretary Blinken in Estonia today as he rallies European support and as they continue to work through all of the complexities of what's happening inside of Ukraine. Uh, But I think that was important framing for the Secretary of State. I think it's important framing for the world to say if if you just want to go back to the lowest common denominator, if we can go to peaceful coexistence, it still starts with the word peaceful uh, and what that actually means. And I appreciated the secretary of state calling that out. President Biden, who also gave a, a good speech today uh, as he laid out those sanctions, he it was very important because this was a moment of the president leading from the front. Uh, Europe has led out on many things and the U.S. has kind of been behind a step or in the middle And the president said that we're going to lead out on these sanctions. But he also explained, and this was important, uh, and I appreciate that he did this, was talking about the reasons why some European countries wouldn't be able to join the U.S. with this ban straight away. Take a listen. We're moving forward with this ban, understanding that many of our European allies and partners may not be in a position to join us. The United States produces far more oil domestically than all of the European countries combined. In fact, we're a net exporter of energy, so we can take this step when others cannot. But we're working closely with Europe and our partners to develop a long-term strategy to reduce their dependence on Russian energy as well. So as the president laid that out, uh, I thought that was an important positioning in terms of of understanding that. Uh, The president also pointed out the importance of energy independence and said uh, one of the ways to do that is with clean energy. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition of clean energy. 
This is a perspective exam that our European allies share and the future where together we can achieve greater independence. Loosening environmental regulations and pulling back clean energy investment won't, let me explain, won't, will not lower energy prices for families. But transforming our economy to run on electric vehicles powered by clean energy with tax credits to help American families winterize their homes and use less energy, that will, that will help. So the president laying that out, I, I think, uh, very important in terms of all of the, the pieces of that puzzle. Now, we had a unique opportunity today. I, I joined uh, Dave and Dejanovic on their show, as I always do, at 11.05. And we were joined by Representative Chris Stewart. Uh, so again, on Dave and Dejanovic today. And we were talking about uh, what the president had laid out, uh, what Representative Stewart felt was working, what needed improvement, what needed next. And uh, here's what he had to say. The goals towards clean energy are between now and 2050. Well, that's not going to help us in the next several months or several years as we work our way through this catastrophe in Ukraine. The second thing is by doing that, we also empower China because the rare earths that we get for the production of these batteries almost entirely comes from China. And once again, shame for us if we're not developing our own domestic sources of these rare earth minerals that are so necessary for the batteries for green energy to work. And then finally, there's this last point, and this is often overlooked, but it's true, and that is green energy still needs the base load capacity that will be, come from oil and gas. Because as everyone knows, the wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine. So what do you do? You have batteries, but that is not enough. So you've still got to have oil and gas power producing energy production because you you can't produce it naturally all the time like we need to. So one of the interesting things that the president said today, the really the only thing I could really criticize was sort of a preemptive finger point uh, to energy companies that they were going to be the ones responsible for higher prices because they would be gouging and, and trying to maximize profits. Uh, and I didn't think the president needed to go there on a day like today. I, I don't think it was helpful uh, other than maybe some political posturing uh, and some uh, on the left of the Democratic Party that may feel that that's where they're going to need to point so that they don't have to take responsibility. Uh, so as part of this conversation on David Janovic, uh, we asked Representative Stewart to respond to the president's claim that it was the gas and the oil companies that are the force behind driving up the costs at the tank. There's virtually no evidence that gas companies are getting greedy. It's a global market. The U.S. gas producers or oil producers have, cannot set the, the a price at all. And, and it's just like wheat farmers are not suddenly greedy because the price of a bushel of grain has gone to $10. Car manufacturers are not suddenly greedy because they're charging more for cars, including used cars. I mean, you just go down the list. There is inflationary pressure throughout our economy. And many Democrats will admit that uh, the genesis for that is the supply chain interruption, but more importantly, the domestic spending the government has implemented over the last 18 months. For heaven's sakes, we've spent nearly $6 trillion in 18 months. That's what's leading to these pressures. It's not greed from the oil and gas producers any more than it's greed from as I said, wheat farmers, because the price of wheat is more than doubled. Um, but once again, we could eliminate those pressures or at least alleviate them greatly if we were to open the Keystone Pipeline, open Anwar production, quit villainizing oil and gas producers who are just trying to give energy to the American people so they can drive to work and manufacturing and all the things that we need from it. They're not the bad guys here, but the president wants to make them as if they are. 
A very important perspective, I think, there from Representative Stewart. And part of that conversation, again, a lot of the uh, increase in the cost of oil and gas uh, has happened over the course of the past year before things changed in Ukraine, before Russia invaded. So there does have to be a conversation about that. Uh, there also has to be a conversation uh, about the the path to, to clean, green, and renewable, uh, and that that is a path. Uh, but we have to be careful that we don't become Germany and become more dependent on oil uh, in that process. So there's a, a path to, to get to all of that. Uh, and then, of course, there are all the things that we need to do to be energy independent here at home. Uh, and those are conversations that we need to have. So I, I think, again, it's it's one of those where we have to be careful. We don't uh, just lump everything and conflate everything into one thing. Uh, there's a lot of dimensions that go to energy and energy independence and how we can best help those around the world. All right, that's going to wrap up our number one for us here on Inside Sources. Today is International Women's Day. And if you want to know how to celebrate women and how to elevate women. You talk to Utah Valley University's president, Astrid Tuminez. She gets it in a most extraordinary way. She's going to take us on a conversation about women coming up next. Stay with us after Top of the Hour News. Breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio, sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.